You're listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Eddie Bates. Sarah's away today. She'll be back tomorrow. It is, uh, it's a good day. It's always a good day when we get to meet the missionary here on the Coffee Hour. So delighted to have the Reverend Micah Wildauer in the studio this morning and get to meet and learn more about our missionaries. Always a joy and a delight. Micah, thanks so much for being our guest on the Coffee Hour. Well, thank you very much. Wonderful to be here. Glad to have you in the studio um, back in the States for a little while. Now, tell us about where the Lord has you serving these days. I uh, am serving with my family in Dapong, Togo, in the far northern uh, part of Togo, the state uh, there. Excuse me, the country, which is, uh, oh, less than half the size of the state of Missouri. What did you know about Dapong before uh, you were called to serve as a missionary in Togo? Well, I got to tell you what, I actually know a little bit more than I thought I did. Uh, (laughs) At a conference in 2007 at uh, Concordia University, Chicago, I came in contact with the president of the Lutheran Church in Togo at this time, uh, prior to 2014, when I received the call to Togo. So I actually learned quite a bit from him and in his brief uh, time at that conference. Outstanding. Well, tell us uh, a little bit more about Tell us that story of becoming missionaries. How did the Wildowers become missionaries serving the Lord? And then we'll get into what is the the work that the Lord has you doing there. Sure. Uh, Well, out of seminary, I graduated 2006 uh, from uh, Concordia, Fort Wayne. And uh, the initial call was to Milwaukee, Wisconsin, inner city. Uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and at the time, uh, Reverend Dan McMiller had approached me as a recruitment uh, uh, for the LCMS and had asked if I would consider an international call. This is, well, Dan, you were formerly my mission executive here in South Wisconsin, and you know the setting. I've been working with the Hmong, the Karen, uh, with African immigrants from Nigeria, from Congo, from all over. I think I'm already in an international setting, but if, if you're thinking that I should be deployed elsewhere, let's talk about this. So it's it's been just kind of a, a great journey out of seminary into the international field right away. Uh, we went through the, the, the process necessary and considering the call. And uh, 2014 uh, began in February here at Orientation at the International Center, uh, began that journey to Togo, where we've been serving since uh, we arrived there in August 2015, after French learning language in France itself. Uh, There's a bit of suffering, I know, being in the Alps, but uh, uh, that's where we learned our language before heading out to Dapong, which is just south of the Sahara Desert and 100 degree temperatures. So So primarily French speaking. Correct. Yes. And the seminary actually serves uh, there in Togo. It uh, serves uh, eight different countries and nine different uh, partner churches, all within the Francophone region of uh, West and Central Africa. Outstanding. So tell us more about your work in Togo. Well, uh, I serve uh, along with two other missionaries as a theological educator at the seminary. The seminary uh, started after the birth of the Lutheran Church of Togo there, uh, with a couple thousand members there. Uh, and alongside with other partners in Francophone Africa, Ivory Coast, Benin, Burkina Faso, uh, they had established a seminary in 1998. I believe the anniversary is next week. Uh, of that when they had their first promotion, their first class uh, finish up. Hmm. Uh, and uh, it been 2000, in the year 2000, so 19 years ago was their first graduation class or so. I believe I have my math right. <laughs> uh, since then, uh, in 2015, having arrived there, I've been a teacher and uh, also missionary to, uh, to Togo to some degree as a theological educator and Benin and Ivory Coast uh, and from time to time Burkina Faso as well when possible. 
So serving in theological education with uh, fellow missionaries as well. And tell us about the the people that you've met that since you've been there. How long have you been in in Depong? Uh, four years now, going on four years. So plenty of time to to get to know the people, the culture, and yes. to, to to build those relationships and um, to really uh, dig deep into what it means to be a theological educator in right. in a, yeah. a, a new culture. Tell us the, the story of uh, one or two people that that you've met there and gotten to know well. Sure. Well, I tell you. Plenty of time, but not enough at the same, <laughs> all in one. Um, with the students uh, coming from uh, eight different countries, you get to know them three years of studies, and then they leave. This year, we'll have 13 students going back to their countries uh, here in June. We won't, will not be there for the closing service. We did say our goodbyes, and we might not see them again, uh, but we have gotten to know them. Uh, one student in particular I know from Guinea uh, is an older gentleman uh, with a family of uh, three uh, three children. Uh, his whole family is there. He had served in some of the wars as a as a soldier, hired on soldier in Liberia. His brother uh, was subsequently killed near him. He escaped the the shootings uh, itself. He ha- he has had bullets hit him. He has survived uh, and has gone through the wars and has seen uh, the devastation. But he knew that there's got to be something better. He, as a Christian, uh, had searched long and hard, going around saying, where is this truth that I find? And he came across this little blue-covered book called the Small Catechism, in English, of all things, in a Francophone country. But he knew enough English to read through this and said, I think this is my church. And uh, sure enough, uh, he, he sought out the Lutheran Church in Guinea, which was in a different town, Gekadu. He was in Zurichore. <coughs> of which uh, uh, he began to study with the pastors there and his early theological training with them for a handful of years, uh, and then eventually here sent to the seminary to, to continue his formation, saying, I- I've seen what the law does, uh, and this is what I want to preach. I want to preach the gospel now that sets people free, mm. that gives them new life in Christ. Uh, and all with coming across the small catechism. And he, he holds that sacred. He has both the French and the English together and compares them all the time and knows them by heart. Uh, and uh, just all around great student. There's so many others like them as well. And so from the seminary, he'll be sent out. Uh, where, where will he go? I know you don't know exactly where he'll go. Oh, I do what actually. The, what, yeah. Oh, you do? Yeah, I, I got to tell you this. This is, this is what's great. A wonderful uh, friend in Milwaukee area uh, at uh, Greenfield Park Lutheran Church there. Uh, the pastor, his wife is from Latvia, and she looked at me during a presentation and says, you're not really a missionary. You're not planting churches. You're not going out and converting souls. It's, well, when I can into the market. Like, but you're not. You're working with Lutherans who are already Lutheran. This is true. But think with me on this. So this gentleman from Guinea comes to the seminary, having already been catechized, confirmed, and, and, and ready, uh, being formed as a pastor. He'll go back to Nzerikore, uh to his people, to the congregation which sent him, to the people he's already been gathering into a handful of congregations. He knows four of the languages, of the local languages, plus the French on top of this. I know zero of those languages. Had I gone to Nzerikore, where he's from, and learned one of those languages, took 20 years maybe to really master the language and be able to fully engage the people and form a congregation, maybe a handful, whereas he already knows these languages, who's the missionary? So in a way, to answer her question, I think she's satisfied with this. I'm the missionary who forms the missionaries and the pastors. And they go, they preach the gospel in such a splendid way that I could never do in reaching 
multiples of people that I, uh, that I wouldn't be able to mm-hmm. just myself. And of course, this is all God's work uh, and his hand at this and seeing this and, and really the second generation, third generation mission work. You've really started to paint a picture for us, uh, you know, as, as Westerners, as Americans, you know, we're one, maybe two languages, you know, <laughs> right. is, is what we're familiar with. Help us understand a little bit more about, you know, the, the role of languages and, and, and what that's like in that part of the world. It, it's it's how they communicate one to each other. Uh, uh, enough people know French as a national language, as a national language to get by, uh, to do the commerce, to sell, to buy, and, and everything else to trade. Uh, but their language is local. Uh, Togo itself, as I said, small country, has 36 different languages uh, in it, and then within it, dialects as well. Uh, and I couldn't even tell you about all the other countries from which they come, uh, the students come from. Uh, but it is certainly the way that they communicate. A lot of our homework in class does detail that out. It's like we give them an assignment where they might answer in French, but sometimes they'll need to put it in their own language and then compare it with other students who know the language or whatever else. So the Congolese, they'll they'll converse in Lingala over certain elements. The uh, Ivorians will speak Gere with each other. The Togolese uh, in the north, uh, Moba, to the south in Benin, Fon. So -hmm. all these different languages. Uh, In fact, we have a nice Greek class right now. Uh, Seven students, I believe. They are working on looking at the Greek and putting it straight into their language. No French involved here. We're looking at the Greek and going to their language. How can I express these terms? How can we learn more uh, and follow your story of what's going on at the seminary and the the work that the the Lord has the Will Dowers doing? Uh, sure. I, I wish I could tell you a Facebook page. We haven't <laughs> developed that yet. Uh, but the easiest way would be to go to the LCMS website, lcms.org, and our last name backslash Will Dower, W-I-L-D-A-U-E-R. Very good. The uh, the Reverend Micah Will Dower, serving the Lord in Togo. Thank you so much for being our guest on the Coffee Hour today. Wonderful. Thank you for the rain. This is wonderful. <laughs> nice, cool weather. It's great. Coming up May 6th through the 10th is Teacher Appreciation Week. Uh, let us know your favorite teacher story. Who influenced you most? 314-996-1542 is the listener comment line or email us, coffee at kfuo.org. I'm Andy Bates. <laughs> Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you anytime, anywhere.